Ricky, every time we 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 get together means we're that much closer to the start of the season. Yeah, um, what two weeks uh, college football for the Baylor Bears, so it is close. Uh, scrimmage tomorrow going to be interesting. We're getting down to a point where we're going to find out who's going to take the snaps, guys. And so, and I was going to hang on before we talk about that. I want to talk about the thing the other day, the uh, the the lunch with the legend, John Morris. First of all, what a cool event. Secondly, if you want to just slap around Jerry Hill now on the radio, go for it because well, he didn't give you the mic. Well, no, and it's really a shame they couldn't find somebody that's professional to interview John. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they had they had to find somebody, and I guess. What they did was use the tape and find the shortest guy they could find. <laughs> to do it. So uh, they were they were pretty successful. Oh, all right. I think we're even. <laughs> you got him. Oh, but he he was going to give you the mic, but he didn't. So uh, I just I, thought, you yeah, know no, what? He, you, you you got a radio show to do on Friday. You can you can well, do that. You know, he even told me before the event that he was going to do that, and I think after he took the shots he took he just thought you know what we're going to end this at one o'clock <laughs> how funny oh my uh, uh, so so let's let's get to this thing about about winning jobs and all that kind of stuff do you do you feel like the coaches will be able to make a decision on the starter after this scrimmage on Saturday now they may not tell us but I mean do you kind of think that that's where they're headed I think there's a chance yeah I think it's probably good for everyone to know that uh, I don't necessarily think they're under pressure to do that, but I think if, if you really ask them, I think they would love to do it now to get that out of the way, decide who it's going to be, put them in for the first snap in that first game against Texas State. It can always adjust from there during a game. But I think just for now, knowing who that guy's going to be, I'm hopeful that maybe that comes out of the scrimmage Saturday and we talked about it last week. I think the key is, and what they want to do, is put these three quarterbacks in stressful situations, both mentally and physically, and see which one reacts. And then we all know Saturday and game time is different than practice. We'll see how that translates uh, to game day. Ricky, how much do you think that these transfers has helped this offensive line, and do you feel like that this has a chance to be a cohesive group if it keeps going in the right direction? What I think it's helped a lot, if if nothing else, in the competition and the guys that are coming back, understanding what they have to do to get on the field. When you add veterans like they've done that have been around four and five years, uh, they know the ropes. They know what it takes. And I, I think a couple of these guys are real players, and it's going to add depth. It's going to push the guys that were playing last year. And I don't know how good they'll be at this point, but I'd be shocked if they're not a lot better than what we saw last season. Along those same lines, uh, we, we talk quarterback, we talk offensive line, and any other job for that matter, but particularly probably the quarterback. Wouldn't you say that the coaching staff would prefer one of the players take that job and just kind of go separate themselves as opposed to them having to decide who is best suited for that position? I think you're right on the money. They would love somebody – to step out there and take it and win the job. It makes their job easier. I think it also reflects on the other players and their confidence that this is the guy. They know who's going to be back there. They know who's going to play. 
he can start taking the snaps with the number one offensive line running backs. And that's the other thing that's going to develop over the, over these last two weeks. You're going to start seeing number ones running together all the time and not intermingling, switching out guys. I'm not going to say they won't do some substitutions. Obviously they will, but you'll have a primary number one unit running together. And I know they would like to have that the last seven to 10 days before they play just to get some kind of cohesiveness that we've talked about with the same guys running the same place together every day over and over. Well, doesn't that also help the natural leadership from this team as well, being able to know who those 22 guys are on both sides of the ball and, and have that natural leadership come out in those players? I, I think that's right. And I would go a step further. I think if you went and asked those guys that are out there every day that are playing offense and even defense, I bet they've already picked their guy. I, I think I think they know who they want. I think they can tell already. Uh, I don't know. For obviously, I have no knowledge that the coaches have made that decision, but I bet the players have an idea who they'd like it to be. And just by human nature, they they tend to start to rally around that guy, don't they? They sure do. And that how important is that too for for the guys to rally around the quarterback to be able to. If you've got a guy, quarterback, running downfield, he shakes loose, makes a play, somebody pounds him, he gets up, runs back to the huddle, you think those guys aren't going to rally around that? And absolutely, that's the fact. And you want to have an offensive line that loves that that guy that's taking the snaps behind them and know that they'll fight for him. And I guess that's what I mean. I'm betting those guys up front have picked their guy by now. I have no idea who it is, but – I'm guessing that ultimately that's who's going to be back there, but but because I bet those coaches are seeing the same thing. What else do you need to see out of the last couple of scrimmages before they get ready to travel to San Marcos? Well, I think you need to see the frontline guys knowing assignments, knowing where they need to be, and knowing that they know those assignments without having to think. Now, I don't mean you have to think as well, but you can't do it during the play you've got to know where you're going you've got to know what the concept is on that particular call and do it full speed so you're not having to think during the process of the play and I I, I just think that's the most important thing particularly in a first game because nobody has any clue what it's going to look like in that first game and if you have assignments down you have a defense that we know played last year in this scheme You've got 10 of those guys back. They ought to be playing full speed the first snap of the first game. Offensively, we're not sure about that because we don't know who the quarterback is yet. We don't know which five guys are going to be lined up up front. Uh, You know who the receivers are going to be. You know the four or five guys that are going to play at running back, but you don't know those other two spots. So there may be some time that's needed for those guys to be able to go full speed and play just all out without having to think too much. Ricky, I'm going to take you off the field, and uh, I'm, I'm afraid we're going to be doing this all season long, but uh, here we go. As the the Athletic is reporting that the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC are expected to make a formal announcement uh, for their alignment and, and may do it as soon as, as next week. And, boy, that kind of pushes the Big 12 
uh, off to the side, doesn't it? If those three rally together and, and then the SEC's done their 16-team deal and kind of leaves the Big 12 out in the cold, in, in my opinion. I, I'm not sure it does, Tom. I, I think a lot of this is tied back, and it's opinion, but I listen to a lot of people and hear what they say, and I, I think the primary focus of this alliance between those three, number one, we all know it, is to vote against the SEC and whatever comes up for a vote. I think if it was red versus blue or north versus south, those three are going to vote exactly opposite of what the SEC votes. So I think that is a primary focus of it. I also think at the same time that these conferences are working behind the scenes, not necessarily the Big Ten, but the Pac-12 and the ACC deciding who they're going to add in the meantime or if they're going to merge with somebody. So I don't think that's off the table. And I think they've had those conversations with the Big 12. And I think they've, if you read today, the, the commissioner of the Pac-12 basically admitted or didn't admit, he said that they had had contact with several schools from other conferences, which means, to me, the Big 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are considering making additions, which I think they will. And I think the ACC might. I think what they're primarily waiting on is Notre Dame to see what they do. Uh, I'm going to be shocked if Notre Dame joins anybody. They've got so much independence with their TV contract. They're probably in better shape to get in the playoff that way than they are otherwise. So I don't, I'd be surprised if the ACC gets Notre Dame. And if not, I think they had a couple of people. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't think this is as bad as appearances would make it to be. But my, my, my only thing is if, if if they're strength in numbers, then why wouldn't they include the Big 12 if it's about voting against, you know, the uh, the SEC? Wouldn't there be strength in, in eight additional no votes? Absolutely, and I'm I'm not sure that some of those conversations haven't been had about ultimately that – if the Big 12 does add schools that they'll be including in that voting alliance. I think that would absolutely happen. Uh, I just think in the state the Big 12 is in now with really only eight people that can vote, uh, I, I think that is a struggle. But ultimately, if the Big 12 adds teams, I think they would definitely be in that voting alliance. I don't think that they've been completely cut out of those conversations. So I think it's going to be real interesting next month. And I think we'll learn a lot. Ricky, as always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend, and and, uh, we'll do this again next week. Well, thanks, guys. I'm going to go watch a 95-degree scrimmage tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Report back, please. Thanks. Uh, I will. All right, buddy. We'll see you later. That is uh, 